From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and we have Dr. Kathy Greenberg on the line. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. Today's show, we're going to be looking at the state of executive coaching, and we're very fortunate to have Dr. Jeff Auerbach, who is the founder and president of the College of Executive Coaching. I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, Jeff in a second, but both Kathy and I are graduates of the College of Executive Coaching and uh, are on the faculty, and I'm on the faculty, and wanted to uh, have the opportunity to pick Jeff's brain about uh, how he started it, and also around coaching in general. Um, so we're really glad to have uh, Dr. Jeff Auerbach. Like I mentioned, he's the president of the College of Executive Coaching. It's a leading training institute in postgraduate training in executive coaching. One of the uniquenesses of, of the College of Executive Coaching is you have to have a master's or, or a doctorate to get in. He's also certified in the emotional intelligence tools created by Daniel Goleman and administered by the Hay Group. And he's been an executive coach and a trainer for over 14 years. He started the College of Executive Coaching in 1995, and we'll be asking him more about that. And he's been instrumental in training over 3,000 mental health professionals uh, and other professionals in coaching techniques. He's presented topics on coaching at the International Coaching Coach Federation at Coach University, and he's designed the curriculum at the College of Executive Coaching which does uh, seminars professionally. He has a Ph.D. in psychology from California Graduate Institute and also an M.A. from Antioch. He's a licensed psychologist since 1992, and he's also the highest-level certified coach called the Master Certified Coach from the International Coaching Federation. And, Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have uh, Jeff Auerbach with us today. He is... He's been one of my mentors. He was my instructor at the College of Executive Coaching, and as you were. Um, and it is a blessing uh, to have you both on the call with us today. You know, we um, we are so, uh, I guess, entrenched these days in um, our kind of economic condition and uh, looking at what's ahead. And often, as executives, uh, we can get mired in some pretty stressful environments. So I'm really excited that Jeff's with us today to talk about uh, executive coaching and um, his book, Personal and Executive Coaching, because I think if every leader just takes a minute every day to think about what's working in their lives, they will see that they have strengths to build on, and I'm delighted we're going to talk about that. But that just goes to the point that we know that leaders are truly the heartbeat of any organization. And most leaders will, well, they just underestimate just how much influence they have over others. And as a result, they and their teams, as you know, can underperform. But doing just a few things differently can really improve their performance and yours. 
What we hope to share with you in every one of our shows is something about how to develop more leaders in your company, what happy companies know about performance, and, of course, Relly's sweet spot, emotional intelligence, and positive psychology strategies, not only to help you with work-life balance, but to help you manage your boss. We also like to talk about some brain and neuroscience contributions and generation and gender differences that will help you understand others and be your best. So, um, Riley, let's get back to talking a little bit more about today's show, some of the data that we love to share with our audiences on leadership, and then bring on Jeff. Sure. Like you know, Kathy and I, we really like uh, to focus on evidence-based research. And some of the evidence about leadership in general is that leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And that's why we say they're the emotional thermostat for the team. If they're uh, stressed out, irritated, their team's going to be somewhat stressed out and irritated. If they're calm, cool, collected, their team is more calm, cool, collected. And we'd like to talk about getting leaders into the top 10%. And one of the keys to get someone in the top 10%, a top 10% performer, is emotional intelligence when compared to either IQ and techno expertise. And why is this 10% such a magical number? Why for you or why for the folks that are in your organization? Well, the reason is research has showed that if you can get leaders in the top 10%, they produce twice as much revenue to the organization as managers in the 11th through the 89th percentile. So just getting your B players to be A players can be uh, a big return on investment for you. And we also know that training is important in organizations, and when you do training alone, there's about a 22% increase in productivity. But if you can add coaching, which we're talking about with Dr. Jeff Auerbach, along with training, there is about an 88% um, bump in productivity. And we also know that just bringing in coaching into your organization, sometimes these coaching networks that the College of Executive Coaching does, Kathy and I do, bringing coaching into your organization, uh, studies show that happiness can be tied to profit by more than 93%, and that can happen through the individual coaching in the organization. And if you're interested in more information about Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, and leadership and coaching services. Hopefully you'll sign up for her newsletter. If you're interested in me, Dr. Riley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership for emotional intelligence uh, and free EI assessments, books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. So let me mention a little bit about Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the call. Hello, Riley, and hello, Kathy. I'm glad to be on the call with you. Good. I'm going to just give a little bit of a... Uh, uh, additional uh, bio for you, but we know you're the founder and president of the College of Executive Coaching, the author of the best-selling book, Personal and Executive Coaching, The Complete Guide for Mental Health Professionals. I know a lot of folks purchase that when they're in this transition of moving from either mental health or maybe they're in organizations in HR to becoming an, an executive coach. Uh, you've been the, the chair on many different organizations, such as the 10th International Coach Federation Conference, the co-chair for the American Psychological Society of Consulting Psychology Leadership and Diversity Conference. And I think just in general, you've really made a great effort to, to, to be a key influencer in some of these key organizations. Before getting into coaching, uh, Dr. Auerbach was the chief 
uh, of, the, of a major UCLA-affiliated medical department held numerous leadership positions in public and private sector. And a couple of things that, that I didn't know, uh, Jeff, is that you have been mentored by many uh, exceptional, accomplished individuals. So not only teaching people about coaching, you have been coached or mentored by many folks. I know Ernest Rossi, who was a protege of Milton Erickson, and you learned about uh, hypnosis from there. Uh, Terry Olson, who's a Ph.D., the past UCLA associate professor and expert in personal growth. And Marielle Fuller, who's a esteemed grandmother of guided visualization. And um, you have done postgraduate training in executive coaching and organizational development. So uh, with that, Jeff, I know you've done a lot of work, uh, not only at the college, but in corporations, Amgen, Nestle, as well as Fargo, uh, Boeing, United States Air Force, MCI, some of these we have done together, and I just really want to welcome you to the call. Thank you. Glad to be here. Jeff, it's um, so exciting for us to have you here for a number of reasons, and um, you know, we always like to start off our programs with a little bit of background on the person that is of interest to our audience, who is you, and ask who has been most influential, the people, the thinkers in your life who have really shaped who you are and your thinking about the subject of leadership and coaching. Thanks, Kathy. You know, it's interesting because the field of executive coaching is completely multidisciplinary. And the field of executive coaching, is, it comes from you know, what people learn in business school, comes from people, what people might have learned from sports coaches, and also from the field of psychology. So for, for me, you know, I come out of the field of psychology. My, my Ph.D. is in psychology, so in the late 70s and early 80s, I was studying people like Carl Rogers and uh, Milton Erickson and Viktor Frankl. And so these are people that I wasn't mentored by personally, but they're the great thinkers that I feel helped shape my thinking that got me interested eventually in the field of what was to become executive coaching. So people like Viktor Frankl talked about the importance of meaning in one's life and being on purpose. And for me, that's an essential element of what I'm focusing on when I'm working with an executive coaching client. And then Carl Rogers, uh, he really focused on a key way to help people is to make a, a great connection with them and really listen thoroughly to them to help them develop to be at their best they can be. So, uh, Jeff, tell us a little bit about, because you're in the medical field, and, and you know, I imagine like myself and Kathy, you kind of slowly heard about this coaching, and not only did you hear about it, you kind of grabbed it and ran with it. You know, what were so, tell us about a little bit of your thoughts, and, and you know, how did you shift from, from uh, being a psychologist, you know, working in organizations, to all of a sudden hearing about coaching, and then maybe that, that process that moved forward to today, what we know is the College of Executive Coaching? Well, I think it started in some way with the important people in my life, uh, some of my mentors who influenced my thinking and my own development. I would say that one person that helped me quite a bit move in this direction, uh, unbeknownst to him, because neither he nor I at this point had heard of executive coaching, but that was a, 
a gentleman named Ernest Rossi, a, a very senior individual now. He is quite distinguished. He was the protege of a man named Milton Erickson, who was an incredible phenomenon. He was a, an MD, a psychiatrist, who pioneered the use of hypnosis and hypnotherapy to, to help people in amazing ways. And so I, I met this man, Ernie Rossi, uh, actually in, in Westwood, California. I was a young psychologist, and I was looking to rent office space. Huh. And I heard that this man had office space for rent, and I, I went to meet him. I didn't know who he was. He was like one of the famous, most famous psychologists probably in the world. And I didn't know who he was I, at this point. I went to, you know, he wasn't the people we studied in the textbooks. He was a, a newer contemporary person. And I went to his office. And I met with him, and his office was lined with about 20 books he had written. Jeff? Yes? I'm going to ask you to just pause right there and hold that thought. We're going to keep our audience in vast anticipation of our return. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back with Jeff Howard. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
homeowners, real estate investors, bankers. bankers. Listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Jeff Auerbach, President and CEO of the College of Executive Coaching. We were just asking uh, Jeff before the break how he got into coaching, and uh, you were just telling about how you were just renting an office from Ernest Rossi, and I know I've heard of him for a long time, and you didn't realize that he was such a famous uh, writer, researcher, practitioner, so you uh, saw all the books in his office, so maybe you can pick it up from there. Right, so you know what happened was I ended up renting office space from this person, and then I ended up, you know, developing a kind of collegial friendship with him, and he, he really became my mentor. And what I got from him, I, I met with him kind of a formal mentoring relationship for four or five years. And what I got from him is that if you really get in touch with your natural talents hmm. and strengths, you, you can accomplish just so much more than you might have uh, previously realized. And that, that was a great gift, I felt, really this, this realization that we have that potential within us if we tap into whatever our inner talents are. And then uh, I also was mentored by a woman named Muriel Fuller, who was about an 80-year-old woman at UCLA, uh, and she did a, a postgraduate seminar for physicians and psychiatrists. She was from France. She was the only person on the UCLA faculty who didn't have a Ph.D. or M.D., and she really helped people, again, tap into their inner vision. And so these were very formative people who helped me realize that uh, I could do maybe more than I thought I could have previously. And I think this set the foundation for my eventual interest in coaching. And then what I began to do, this was about 1989, I, I was a psychologist at that point. I was working with people individually, helping them with different problems. But I began to be more interested in helping people who didn't have any type of mental illness or problem so much as they wanted to excel in their career or they wanted to start a new business. So I began to make this shift of this individual consultation model that I began to do it over the phone, 1989 mm. or so. And then as the time went on, in about 1995 or 96, I began to hear people talking about executive coaching. And uh, that's when the term executive coaching really began to get used, I'd say about 94, 95, in a popular way. And that's when I gradually made a shift over into doing what I would now call leadership coaching. Jeff, as you talk about the shift into leadership coaching as it, dis- as it is distinguished from purely coaching, 
Um, can you talk about what kinds of different coaching actually exist today and how you look and and teach the concepts, uh, how you look at and then teach the concepts of coaching as you've just described them? Well, first of all, I think people might ask, what is coaching? Mm-hmm. So in a, from a simple way, way of looking at it is coaching is, a relationship between a individual client who wants to excel and a highly trained individual, trained in coaching methodology, to help them in a thought partner role and uh, help them facilitate their goal setting and the following through with specific action steps to help them be a peak performer. In their, it could be in their personal life, or usually the work I do is in their executive life. So uh, there's executive coaching, which is helping people uh, be a peak performer in their executive role or in their management role. And then you also hear people talk about personal coaching, which is usually when someone's paying for coaching services out of their pocket and they want to excel in their personal lives, which also usually includes some element of excelling in their business or their their career. And so, so uh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Kathy. Kelly. You have a question, Kathy? Oh no, I was I was just going to say, if um, if the average person then who's listening to this uh, kind of uh, message is clear, it's an ability to help any individual uh, perform better. Uh, and it's kind of using a different twist than a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist would use. Is that fairly accurate? Right. Well, I mean, the main difference is that when people work with a coach, uh, they're usually performing very well in their life or their career. It's that they want to achieve excellence. They want to become even more outstanding in that way. So it's completely different than what someone might do with a a counselor, which is usually about resolving some problem or issue. Uh, Coaching is completely different. Coaching is when people are already doing very well, and their goal is really to achieve excellence. And when I say peak performance and excellence, I've heard both of you talk about in previous radio shows, which I've really enjoyed, and you talk about being at the top 10%, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, what we do as coaches is help people be in the top 10% of their game. And I know, Jeff, we've, we've talked about this a lot, and I think a lot of people that come to the college help people. You know, many people are already operating really well, and I like to say sometimes they're about at the 85th percentile, and they're, you know, a solid B performer, and this is where these micro-initiatives come in. It's only a, a, doing a f- few things either differently or maybe more so can get them from that 85th percentile to 90, 91, 92 and then that's where they get into that top 10%. Yes, and you know, part of it is sometimes just to help. You know, a, a trained coach has an understanding of what are the competencies that are needed to help people be most effective. So a lot of people are relying on their natural strengths and haven't really thought about what they might need to fine-tune a little bit or add or do just a little bit less of. So an advantage of working with a trained coach is they're, they're often bring certain knowledge of executive development into the thought partner conversation where, for example, I might be working with someone who wants to become more influential or wants to be able to communicate better with diverse types of people. So we can first do an assessment of where they are right now and then identify what are some of the specific behaviors that they could start doing more of that would help them be seen 
as an even higher level performer. In in your classrooms, in your uh, book, um, you use the words excellence and peak performance. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you see the distinctions between an individual who's kind of doing okay and uh, they're they're kind of doing what they think they're supposed to be doing according to the roles and requirements that are specified in their job description, but who know that they want to be really great at what they do. You know, I, th- I think that's a good point. A lot of people have uh, a view that they're doing their job well, but when you look at it from the point of view of other people looking at their performance, there's often a gap. And the research shows that people often judge themselves as doing a really good job at something. But when you take the advantage of a multi-rater view, when you have other people also giving feedback, other people often say, you know, they're, they're really just doing their job. They're just doing what we would expect of them. What it takes is to get a sense of what other people, what other observers, key stakeholders would say, really this person needs to do to be outstanding and have the individual coaching client learn what those behaviors are and begin adding those in. And some characteristic things would often be uh, doing something like going above and beyond what's expected. People often think if they're doing their job well, that's enough. But to an outside observer, what counts is, are they going above and beyond what's expected? Are they not just doing their job well, but are they anticipating what else could be done to help the organization and help other people on the team, not just help themselves? You know, one of the things, Jeff, we'll get into some more questions that we, we, we want to get to, like the ROI on coaching and, you know, and how that brings them to organizations. But first we want to kind of find out about just, you know, your, your vision. And I remember being in, a, uh, in one of the trainings, and there was probably about 25, 26 people and one of the people, you know, came up and congratulated you and said, you know, what a vision you've had here, kind of going back to your early learning. You know, look at the lives that you've changed, are changing. And this is just one of many classes, you know, that uh, the College of Executive Coaching offered. But maybe you can talk a little bit about, well, you know, what's unique about the College of Executive Coaching because there's 35 or 40 certified programs. So what's unique uh, about the College of Executive Coaching, and then we'll get into some of those specifics. Well, that, that's right. There are actually now about 60 accredited coach training programs around the world. I'm the, the immediate past president of the Association of Coach Training Organizations, International Association of Leaders from different coach training schools around the world. So the field is really growing. And what's unique about our program, of course, is we do are one of the only programs, I believe, that have actually have admission requirements of who gets into our coach training program. You know, but my vision at the fundamental level, and this has been true since I was a very young person, is to do what each of us can as individuals to help make the world a better place. And so for me, uh, as the leader of an international coach training program and provider of coaching services, it's exciting to me to be working with and facilitating the development of other people who also want to help other people be at their best and help make the world as best as we can. And so part of my philosophy is that 
the world is, uh, you know, has some cracks and it is broken in some places. And if what, whatever we can do as individuals, through our own individual effort and teaming with other people to help make the world a better place is, in my mind, the, the purpose of life, frankly. And so uh, what I think is very exciting about uh, what we've created with the College of Executive Coaching is a network of individuals around the world who are also committed to working with people to help people be uh, the best they can be and help their organizations be the best they can be also. I love that. I just wrote down, changing the world, one coach at a time, (laughs) one person at a time. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Jeff and... um, We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back to talk more about what is unique about coach training through your organization, the College of Executive Coaching. So come right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher, but without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. i got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. 
A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're really fortunate to be talking with Dr. Jeff Auerbach president and CEO of the College of Executive Coaching. And right before the break, we were getting into some of the uniqueness uh, about the college. You shared your vision of making the world better. And Kathy uh, said during the break, one coach at a time. Um, so what, what's, what else is unique about the College of Executive Coaching compared to maybe the 60 other ICF, International Coaching Federation, certified programs? Well, here's what our students and graduates tell us. What our People who enroll in the program, they, t- they basically give us this feedback. They say, you know, it's challenging finding a coach training program because there's a lot out there, and we really had to do our homework before making a decision. And then they tell us these two things. They say, first of all, yours was the only program that actually had admission criteria. Uh, we noticed the College of Executive Coaching requires people already have a graduate degree, a master's degree, or a doctorate degree. That might be an MBA, it might be a a PhD, it might be a JD, uh, or an MD. And what we find is that the reason we have that requirement is that most of the executives and managers that you're coaching have graduate degrees. I just saw some recent research on that from the International Coach Federation. So first of all, most of your clients have graduate degrees, so it's just appropriate that the, the coach, and from my point of view, also has that level of advanced education. And so students tell us they choose our program in part because they feel like you know that means our, the student body is going to be high caliber. Not that there aren't excellent coaches who don't have graduate degrees, but it's one step we can take to help ensure that people come to our program, that people in our student body uh, really believe in value education and are, have pretty good intellectual horsepower and are, are pretty accomplished individuals to begin with. The second thing students tell us about our program that was a determining factor of why they chose our program is our faculty. And frankly, that's what I'm most proud of. Our, what I'm most proud of in a lot of ways is that I've been able to assemble uh, faculty from around the world of the best coaches that I know of uh, anywhere in the world. And so the people who get to teach from us are usually some of the originators of the coaching field who have been doing this work for 20 years or so, some of the authors of the principal books and some of the early books in the coaching field, and people who uh, are graduates of top universities around the world and have also taught at top universities, but also have outstanding practical experience of delivering coaching uh, around the world and in many different settings. So those are two factors that people tell us 
lead them to choose our program rather than another program. You know, Would, as you're talking, Jeff, I know many of our listeners are probably thinking, um, how does one uh, get started and, and how can someone go to the vast list of of coaching organizations that you have been the president of? Is there a website or a place they can go to find the details? Right. Well, of course, our website is easy to find. It's uh, www.executivecoachcollege.com, executivecoachcollege.com. And we've got an extensive website, a lot of articles about executive coaching. Another resource is, of course, the International Coach Federation, which has a list of different coach training programs. And then there's uh, just uh, the resource of going to uh, events, conferences like the International Coach Federation International Conference, which brings in uh, over 2,000 coaches from around the world once a year. Well, thanks, Jeff. And and I know because I've taught uh, many of the classes with the college, and and I've seen the mix of students change a bit. I want to ask you maybe about what you see as far as the mix of students coming in and one of the things just about having graduate degrees and, and teaching some of those classes, it used to be a lot of folks that had more mental health psychology degrees, which I think allows some foundational skills in coaching and so maybe makes the jump into coaching a little easier. But I think the mix that I've seen has changed, but maybe you could speak about that, you know, uh, the mix of students that you see and then maybe, uh, you know, from what different areas around the world. Right, well, you know, when we started in 1999, and we were probably one of the first eight or nine coach training programs in the world, we had uh, students who came primarily, psychologists came, uh, people from the helping fields. That was in part be- for two reasons. One, in part, that's who we marketed to. But also, you know, we really pioneered our coaching approach on the uh, model developed by the Center for Creative Leadership. And they generally use psychologists as their executive coaches. And, you know, they're considered one of the best leadership development programs in the world. So we modeled our program off after that, and we recruited the best executive coaches we could find in the world, who are mostly psychologists at that time. And, you know, over the years, it shifted. And now I would say it's about 50% people who come from psychology-related fields and 50% of people who come from business uh, retired executives or MBAs or MBA business consultants. So our student body has become uh, very diverse. And I, I like that because I feel that the people who come from a strictly business background benefit from learning about the differences in personality type and how to develop rapport with different personalities that comes from the people who might have come out of the psychology type fields. And then the people who come out of the psychology type fields, they really benefit from having peers in their classes who have a lot of executive and organizational experience. I really think philosophically it takes a mix of, of both those knowledge bases to be an outstanding coach. Now, the other thing is when we first began in 1999, it was a lot of people from the, the U.S. coming to our programs. But now, when you go to one of our programs now, you're, you're typically in the room with people from the United States, but also people from Canada and Mexico and Europe and Australia and Asia. So, you know, the the coaching field is truly an international field now. And and along that line, the the membership of the International Coach Federation is truly an international organization also. 
you know, as a former student and a graduate who is, I think, highly functional, and both of my professors should at least agree, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was amazing uh, to be among uh, other students uh, who have such vast backgrounds mm-hmm. and, as you so beautifully described, Jeff, have such a different perspective on different aspects of life, whether it was industrial, whether it was academic, whether it was medical, whether it was um, community-based from a, a social standpoint, uh, you know, in working as a social works uh, expert. You know, these are, these are the, the I, I want to say, the lines of thinking that are brought into every discussion, which I think makes your program uh, so superb and uh, and such a vital means of learning uh, for anyone who's had experience. Because as you know, one of the mistakes that Chris Argerus writes about and has written about for years in uh, in many Harvard Business Review journals is how to teach smart people. Mm-hmm. And I think that is is truly a gift that you have and that the college has um, that makes your organization so unique. So I just wanted to to put that out there. And then, Kathy, let me just add on, I think, you know, with Chris, he's a single and double-loop learning. I think the different voices that people hear from the different classes. So, Jeff, just one of the things, you know, uh, right now I have a supervision class through the college that's just fascinating where everybody gets a chance to present a case, a uh, case they have, and, and the vast background So of all the people and the cases. So what people get out of that is not only their own case, but people, at least I hear them say afterwards, is, it was so good they'd learn hearing about someone else's case, and that's the uh, on the telephone. And then when I come in and do the in-person, you have these intensives, and you can tell about you know where where they are in different pockets around the states and other areas. But I always say, well, what's been a highlight for you so far? Because they've had the in-person classes. Many times it's some of the assessment classes, Myers Briggs, CPI 260, um, EQI that that you do. A lot of them talk about appreciative inquiry. A lot of them talk about Andrew Moberg's just introduction to uh, emotional uh, introduction to executive coaching. People talk about the emotional intelligence class. So there's a great vast uh, background that people have. Right, and you know what you just touched on really is some of the content. I, I think another thing that makes our program distinct, probably the third element, would be in addition to the faculty and the admission requirements. It really is that we have a content-based curriculum. I think there are some coaches who are just trained in a general model of, of, of listening and asking questions, and, but without much specific content about executive development behind it. So we, really, we put together a 128-hour International Coach Federation accredited program, which has different content curriculum areas, and I think that is very different than most coach training programs, which are on a much more general level. So we get into, you know, what are the 18 emotional intelligence competencies necessary to be a peak performer? and What exactly are the knowledge requirements of an executive coach? What are 16 different strategies that you can use in your coaching approaches to help executives uh, grow and achieve their goals? What we do in your course, really, we, which I'm so glad you teach with us. I, we're very lucky to have you, I feel. Uh, people have to present actual coaching cases and discuss them and get feedback and, you know, maintaining confidentiality, of course, but they get to discuss and get, get a consultation on actual coaching cases. We have several days where we go through different assessment results, and, and these assessments 
are ultimately, we hope, that coaches use with their coaching clients so that the coaching clients get to see, you know, what are their key strengths? What are uh, 15 different executive leadership characteristics, and how do they relate to their peers? How do they compare to those peers in those areas? We also get into the field of appreciative inquiry in coaching, and we were really the first coach training program to talk about that, the new approach of appreciative inquiry and another course on positive psychology and coaching, how to help clients also market their coaching practice also in a, in a changing economic climate. So Jeff, these are some of the I'm, courses we feature. Jeff, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're going to have to go to a break, and I'd like you to uh, just think a little bit more about some of the great things you want to talk about regarding the college. And we'll be right back. This is Leadership Development News. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Dad, let's sing that bedtime song. Rockabye baby by Newton's treetop. His first law of motion, make sure you won't stop. The same rules of physics apply to a ball. While gravity is a force that makes things fall. By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science. But it's never too early to set your daughter's future in motion. For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. 
The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Jeff Auerbach who's a master certified coach, licensed psychologist, uh, CEO, founder of the College of Executive Coaching. In the last segment, Jeff, we kind of talked about how the College of Executive Coaching is unique, what were some of the mix of students, some of the different classes. Now let's open it up a little bit and talk about um, how do you see companies using coaching today? You know, are there some themes that you're seeing? Well, you know, it's interesting about that question, really, because just – in January 2009, just recently, January 2009, the Harvard Business Review published about a 100-page study on executive coaching. And they reported that the top three reasons that coaches are engaged is, number one, to help develop high potentials or help high potentials facilitate transitions. 48% of the time, coaches are hired. It's to help high potentials and help high potentials facilitate transitions. They said the second biggest reason executive coaches are brought in, 26% of the time, is to act as a sounding board. The executive wants a confidential thought partner to discuss dilemmas they're facing. So that's 26% of the time. The third biggest reason coaches are brought in is to address derailing behavior. Mm. The individual is doing something that if they don't stop doing it or or change how they're conducting their behavior could really lead them to stall out in their career or maybe even lose their job. And what percent was that? That's 12%. 12%. So 48% is helping high potentials themselves develop, but then also then they may be in transitions and helping that, so almost 50% of the time. Right. I find that in almost all cases, it seems to me, people are dealing with some transition or they want to be in a transition. It might be they want a promotion or it might be they, they want to get their bonus and so they have to learn to do some things a little differently to, to qualify for that next level. Okay. And I'm so, sorry, could you just repeat for our audience, the, is there another 50%? Well, well, when we added that up, that, that, was about, that was about 50% developing high potentials and then about 25% the sounding board. So you're about 75%, and then another 12% addressing derailing behavior. So that, that's almost about 90%. And then many, you know, some other reasons people might work with executive coaches, too. It might be increasing sales performance right now. It might be they want to get more comfortable with public speaking. It could be a number of different goals they have. I'm sorry, and the 25% you said sounding board? Yes. And could you just explain what that word means? Well, as a sounding board, like having a a confidential thought partner, um, thinking out loud. I I find one of the reasons executives enjoy working with me quite a lot is just that opportunity to talk out loud with a trained individual who uh, helps a person. You know, I, I, I help draw the person out. I help them explain their thinking, go into a little more depth, 
about, tell me a little more about how you're coming to that decision. And a lot of what we do in coaching is we help people make better decisions, and that often means helping people slow down a little bit and think things through in greater detail. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. You know, and I know one of the things we talk about all the time, Jeff, is, is having that thinking partner so they really make good decisions. I just finished reading a, uh, an article about uh, plane accidents, and it's usually if there's a plane accident, there's usually seven small human communication factors when there's an error. It's usually nothing technical. And as I was reading that, I said, well, it's the same thing for executives. It's usually not necessarily the technical piece, but there's some kind of communication error you know, that's a decision flaw that causes issues. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, do you have some research about some of the benefits of coaching and, and maybe is there any research about the ROI? Because I know when I'm in organizations, that's one of the things that they say, well, look, you know, this is going to cost a fair amount. Maybe you can talk about cost. What am I going to get out of this? Right. You know, ROI is always an important factor on the purchasers of coaching. Organizations are getting more sophisticated in how they choose to bring coaches in. And, you know, lots of times they'll, they'll say, what are we going to get out of this? Do you have any studies on ROI? And, you know, the, the whole field of ROI on executive coaching, it's growing, it's emerging. Some, the most often quoted study is the study that reports that the return on investment on executive coaching is about six, seven, six to seven hundred percent. And how they did that study is they interviewed over a hundred coaches at an independent company, did extensive telephone intervie- interviews with a hundred coaching clients. And these coaching clients had gotten about six to twelve months of executive coaching with an executive coach at, who either was at the Ph.D. level or MBA level, trained executive coach, these organizations paid, on average, about $18,000 for the coaching engagement. And that was for how long, for 6 to 12 months? Well, well that's an average between 6 to 12 months of, of coaching services. And uh, then the, the independent consultants who were interviewing, these were different group, interviewed these, these executive coaching clients, than the executive coaches who deliver the executive coaching. And one of the questions they asked these executives would be, was, was what was the value you feel your organization got from the executive coaching? And they threw out all the, the extreme lows and the extreme highs. What was, what was the dollar value? Well, they said that they got about 100, and the average was $105,000 of value hmm. they felt the coaching brought to the organization. So that's where you get this about six times return on investment. They paid about $18,000, and they said they got about $108,000 of benefit. Hmm. And so that, that's where you see the 600% return on investment to, for executive coaching. Yeah, it's so, I guess, so startling uh, for most people to understand the importance of human interaction in the development of relationships that create value. And I know many listeners are probably thinking to themselves, you know, who can afford to spend that kind of time and that kind of money? Um, But the reality is it is an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your organization. It's an investment in your industry. And those small investments add up to an ROI which probably uh, is not only immeasurable, 
but is seen in other ways. Would you Would you agree with that, Jeff? I, I would, and you know, executive coaching is not an inexpensive service. I mean, it's right up there with bringing in one of the the the, the best uh, attorneys or best consultants. So, you know, the Harvard Business Review said in January 2009 that the average hourly executive coaching rate is over $500 an hour, $550 an hour. So it, it is an investment for an organization. However, when you think about it this way, when you think that a company, let's say, might pay $18,000 for a, a six-month coaching engagement or so. And that's for one person, correct? That's for one executive. But when you think about if that executive had to be replaced, mm-hmm. and if that executive salary was, let's say, $125,000, and, you know, if the research says if you have to go out and replace an executive, it might be three or four times their salary. So if, if you have to, if an executive kind of fails and derails and you have to bring in a new one, that can cost an organization maybe three, four hundred thousand dollars or more. So the idea of, of almost like having an insurance policy uh, of onboarding an executive by bringing an executive coaching in to help them be at their best in their new role or in their new position it's almost, in my opinion, like an insurance policy to help uh, make sure you're, you're giving the person the, the best shot possible. Just like in athletics, we'd never send out these top-performing athletes without having a coach and expect them to be at their best. It's the same thing in the business world. Uh, people are being challenged every day in new, tough situations, and it, it's absolutely essential, I feel, to give them the best shot possible by giving them the support of a trained executive coach. The other thing, Jeff, we want to just mention before we come to the end here is some of the facts we said earlier. So you train one executive, they do a couple things differently. They don't do a couple things differently just for a week or two. They're going to do it for the rest of their career. And then that 50 to 70% influence they have over their team and and then raising the bar for their team. So before we uh, come to a close, maybe you can give the website again if people are interested in learning more about the, the College of Executive Coaching. The College of Executive Coaching can be found on the Internet at www.executivecoachcollege.com. College of Executive Coaching, executivecoachcollege.com. And I was just going to sound out here as we close um, a big thank you uh, to both you, Jeff Auerbach, for founding the College of Executive Coaching and for you, Relly Nadler, for, uh, for being not only top-notch coaches, excellent teachers, wonderful writers and authors, outstanding speakers, and for contributing to making each of us better, one coach at a time. Well, thank you, Kathy. And thank you, uh, Jeff, and thank you, Kathy, for being the co-host here and bringing on Jeff and all the other key folks we have. So, Jeff, thank you very much. You are welcome, Relly. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Relly. I've loved being on your show. It's an honor. This is Leadership Development News. We're ending today's program, but hope you'll download this if you'd like to keep it. Send it to friends and join us next time for Leadership Development News on Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.